Let's say it. The Word of God is truth. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. And if I don't, I won't. Just that simple. Tell your neighbor, it's just that simple. I encourage all of you to make a note, a special note, and be here on Wednesday, July the 1st. Bill Federer is a friend of ours. He's a wonderful guy. You're going to be totally blessed by him. Come prepared to take notes, but you better come prepared to buy the CD because I can guarantee you, you can't take the notes fast enough. You're going to want everything that he says to go through it again and again and again. And uh, leading up to him coming, for the next three Wednesdays, I'm going to be sharing on, I guess if you want to put a title to this message, is what if. Uh, and, and the what if is, well, what if, and then we can fill in the blanks from there. But what was God's original intent for America? What was the path that we started on that God wanted us to be on? And how are we doing? Are we fulfilling God's plan or are we not? Now, I'm going to talk about people and situations and circumstances. I'm judging the actions and the words based on the Word of God. And so, because some people say we should love everybody. Well, we love everybody, but we don't love the devil that drives some people. We don't love the spirit of the Antichrist that moves in some people's lives. So, it's not wrong to call people out and say, does that line up with the Word of God or does that line up with the spirit of the Antichrist? We pray that people will get saved turned around and go the right direction. But if a person's going the wrong direction, sometimes you need to tell them. Uh, not too long ago, I was downtown and I was thinking about something else and I was on the cell phone and turned somewhere else. And I go back to Lafayette a long, long way. So I remember when the streets weren't one way like they are today in some areas. Jerry, I see your hand raised. Have you done that? Have you ever turned on one of them? Right at the police station of all places, I started to turn left, cars honking all over the place, and then I realized, I thought, oh, Lord, I'm acting like my dad. That's, uh, I'm not gonna, that's the one part I don't want to do. He used to go down one-way streets, too. But, but anyway, sometimes you need to stop and get a checkup and say, you know what? Are, are we doing things the way they should? And, and the word of the Lord tonight is God's original intent, part one, for America and for Americans. What was his intent for this nation? And, and what if? And tonight, what if America was intended to be and is still intended to be a Christian nation? Now, in the Garden of Eden, the devil came in and to Eve basically compromised the Word of God and got her into a dialogue and she did something that she shouldn't have done. And she went down the wrong path. I don't think it was too late to have saved all of mankind at that time. I believe Adam had been left in authority. And when she came to Adam and said, hey, Adam, this thing's, and I know I'm paraphrasing all of it in Genesis chapter 3, but hey, Adam, this thing tastes pretty good. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and, and, you know, why don't you have some? I already have. And, and, and Adam could have said at that time, no, God's original intent was that we not bear that fruit. So I'm going to I'm going to repent for you before God and I'm going to plead the case before God and I'm going to be your covering before God and we're going to get this thing right. But you're moving the wrong direction, girl. But instead, he said, yeah, why not? 
Why not? And when he did that, they continued to move the wrong direction. And the devil, you can call it the devil, you can call it powers and principalities. It's called the devil in the Bible. You can call it uh, the, the, the spirit of the Antichrist or whatever. But demonic forces took over this earth. Now, God's plan was still intended for man to be in charge and to rule. And God has never changed his plan, even though he had to do some things differently than what his original intent was. The original intent was Genesis 126, let us make man in our image and give him dominion over all of the stuff that moves on the face of the earth and that man will be in charge. But now through Jesus, he has restored that. What if the United States of America is called to be a Christian nation, as I'm going to show you based on our early documents. And what if the spirit of the Antichrist, how many of you believe that the spirit of the Antichrist would be to negate this being a Christian nation? It wouldn't be on God's side if somebody said this is not a Christian nation and declared our original intent null and void. That would be on the side of the Antichrist. Now, do we say that a person who would say that this is not a Christian nation is is of the Antichrist? No, not necessarily. But we would say that they are totally mistaken based on God's original intent for this nation. Does that make sense to you? As the leadership of a nation goes, then people will buy in to it. Now, I hope all of you will never buy into anything I say without checking it out for yourself. But I know that anybody that has a microphone can influence somebody else that doesn't have knowledge. I tell you the world is flat. Most of you are going to say, you got a problem, buddy, because I know the world is round. But there are some things that you have a tendency to take for granted because somebody that you either respect or is in a position of authority says, and you just believe it. Does that make sense to you? Turn to your neighbor and say, just be careful who you listen to. Because just because somebody said something does not make it true. Just because somebody says something and posts something on the Internet doesn't make it true. We are raising a generation of people today that get their input off of the Internet and they believe everything they read on the Internet. You talk about danger personified. It is. And you look at the people and the lifestyles of some of the people that have developed the IT and the technical things in the world today that we are gleaning, and you'll find that almost all of them are non-Christian. you got to be careful when you go the way of the world and follow people blindly. I have an iPhone. I have not an iPad, but I'm going to get an iPad. I have the technology, but you have to be careful what you let your children digest. And I bounce things off my grandchildren all the time. I am amazed at the things they're not learning in school, the things they're not learning. I'm also amazed by some of the things they are learning. And you will be amazed yourself if you go into the school systems and you start to look at how the Antichrist has infiltrated our educational system, it has infiltrated our executive, judicial, legislative. It has, the, the spirit of the Antichrist has infiltrated America just like the spirit of the Antichrist infiltrated the Garden of Eden. And if we're not careful, we'll be like Eve. Well, yeah, you know what? 
we shouldn't say anything about anybody. We just ought to keep our mouth shut. And we just shouldn't be, we'd love everybody. Case or raw, so raw. My grandson was talking to me today about, I picked him up from school and he said, we we're talking about ISIS. And he said, why, why, why don't we just do something about ISIS? And I said, well, that's a really good question that a lot of people are asking. Uh, some people think that because it's not in America, then it's not our concern, whatever. Uh, you know, some people believe that we aren't the policemen for the world. Some people believe we are the policemen for the world. There's a difference of opinion on that. And he said, well, why didn't Israel take them out? I said, well, I believe if our administration ever gives Israel a free hand, they will take them out, and they'll take out anybody else because they're capable of doing it. And uh, And then he said something else to me, and I said, well, Carter, what would you do if the guy next to you said, I'm going to come over there and kill your family, and I'm going to wipe them all out? And he said, well, I guess I'd call the authorities. And then I said, great. That's a good first step. I wasn't going to tell you who I was talking to. I just did, didn't I? (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry, Carter. (laughs) So So anyway, I said, well, what if the authorities couldn't handle it or didn't want to handle it? He said, well, I don't know. What would you do? I said, well, I'd take them out for the authorities. I would have no problem taking somebody out that wants to take away my family. I would have no problem taking somebody out that wanted to take away my nation. That's why we have our armed forces. Some people say, well, just love people and pray a lot and everything will be okay. Well, then why do we have a military? Why does Israel have a military? Why does God always have a military in the Old Covenant? Because the military goes hand in hand with the country. You infiltrate the military with the spirit of Antichrist, you start to lose your protection. You start to lose your protection, which is exactly what happened to the Jewish people during the Holocaust. And that's a whole other story, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But, but we need to speak up for the things of God that we believe are correct. And we have right now in our executive, judicial, and legislative people that are entertaining the spirit of the Antichrist. And I want to show you from the very top. We once were. We are no longer a Christian nation. Now, at least not just. Now, we can go ahead and cut it off. That, that's, all, that's all we know. Now, the, the president has said this in the United Nations. He said this in other countries. He has proclaimed that we are no longer a Christian nation. President Obama has a challenge with supporting Christianity in this nation. And you might say, no, wait a minute. I, don't, I, I think you shouldn't be talking about the president of the United States. I'm talking about a spirit of the Antichrist that is moving to do partial birth abortion, to undermine the morality of this nation, and to declare that we are no longer a Christian nation. Now, we are a Christian nation, and I'm going to show you that just a moment. I'm going to show it to you. I can't show it to you by the Bible per se, but I will show you what the Bible has to say and what our founders had to say and what our early Supreme Court justices all had to say about this nation. Now, am I trying to say that, that, that President Obama is the Antichrist? No way. I, I'll bet he's a good man. I'll bet he has good intentions. I'll bet he believes what he's saying. But just because a person believes what they're saying does not mean they can't be influenced by the spirit of the Antichrist. This nation is a Christian nation where people of all faiths, no faith, whatever, can come, worship, not worship, do whatever they want to do, and they can be free to do it. There are only two 
two nations that have total, total religious freedom in the world today. One is Israel and one is America. Other nations have pockets of resistance in their government that fight all of the religion or non-religion. Now, I believe that the United States has been set aside for such a time as this. In just a few days, about 24 days, we're going to celebrate July the 4th, the independence of this nation. And sure enough, the Antichrist would love to come in there and say, well, they, you guys did a lot of stuff wrong in this country. Glory to God. Can I see the hands of all the Christians that are sitting here tonight that haven't done a lot of things wrong? Please don't raise your hand. And <laughs> we, we have all been there. Let's say, been there, done that. There are no perfect people. There are no perfect nations. But it doesn't mean that God didn't call the nation to be blessed by God. Israel was called of God and failed and then regrouped and came back again because God is setting that nation apart. The United States of America... From the now, what what I'm going to share with you tonight, you, you should have these books, and especially if you're homeschooling. Uh, Original Intent by David Barton. We'll have these books in our bookstore very shortly. The Treasury of Presidential Quotations uh, by uh, uh, William Fetter. Uh, this he'll have these books when he comes. The Light and the Glory. It's a powerful book of the diaries of Christopher Columbus. Your kids will never get this. I ask all my all my kids, the grandkids and all, hey, what do you what do you know about Christopher Columbus? Oh, he came and killed a bunch of people and and tried to get all the gold and tried to do all this kind of stuff. Secular humanism is rewriting history, and you will be amazed based on your age at what is being taught as history in the schools today. The original intent of this great nation is not being taught. Now, I want to share some things with you here. The Mayflower Compact, Compact, the Mayflower Compact, uh, this is part of what it says. Having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith and in the presence of God, we covenant ourselves together. When the Mayflower came over, they thought they were on a mission from God himself to bring and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout these lands. That was their plan. That was their purpose. And that's still, I believe, that's God's plan today. Christopher Columbus, in the light and the glory in his diary, said, I believe it was the Lord who led me. It was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And the land was dedicated everywhere he went to the Lord with a cross. Everywhere he went with his men, they dedicated the land to the Lord. Now, the devil, the spirit of the Antichrist, Christ and just people with, with you know, well, I can't buy all that kind of stuff. They'll say, well, what, what about the fact he was heading to India and he made a mistake and got to America? Well, America happened to be in the way to India where he was planning to go. However, don't you think God knew that? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God knew that. God directed me to Tulsa, Oklahoma, I thought, and I was going to find a meaning for my life. And I told God, I'm going to do it, God, and I'm going to work with Oral Roberts and the City of Faith, and I'm going to help in the personnel department. I felt so sure that's what God wanted me to do, but God had a different plan. How many of you found that God had a different plan for your life than what you intended to do? But if you stay on that path, he's going to bring it to pass. And that's what has happened here in America. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States has ruled that the United States is a Christian nation. So why would the president 
go on a speaking tour and say it's no longer a Christian nation. I mean, why would that even be a point of contention? Why would somebody want to take a Christian nation and make it a non-Christian nation? It would be somebody who has entertained thoughts contrary to the will of God. Does that make sense to all of you? You know, you may be here tonight and you may say, I, I voted for President Obama. I know a lot of people who voted for President Obama. This is not who you voted for. This is the actions of an individual. And that if an action, see, President Obama works for us. Did you all know that? And the next president's going to work for us. The problem is we haven't had enough presidents working for us based on who we are called to be as a people. And it doesn't mean they're bad people, but good people can make bad decisions. Turn to your neighbor and say, I know he's talking about you. <laughs> Every single one of us. I, I, you know, I'm not a bad person, but I am very capable of making bad decisions. But I don't want to make bad decisions, and I don't mind it when somebody calls me out and says, you know what, I don't think that's the right thing. And I'll entertain that thought if it's the thought from God. So what we've got to do as a people is begin to speak up. Have you ever heard this expression? It's real prominent in the world, or used to be. We don't talk about religion or politics. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is a straight from the pit of hell. We should talk about religion and politics because that's what our country was founded on. The political system would be based on the Bible of Jesus Christ. Our penal system, the, the prisons in America, the early prisons were based on getting right with Jesus. And you're going to go to prison until you get your act right with Jesus, and then we're going to let you out. Guess what? They got their act right real quick. I can understand why. And, and, and our early schools, were, we understood how important it was to train them in the Word of God. What if God wanted all of our schools to reflect Christian Judeo ethics? What if God wanted everything in America to exalt the name of Jesus? What if God wanted us to further the gospel of Jesus Christ and be a light to the world? That is exactly how the United States of America started. That's exactly how it was going for many, many years until all of a sudden the spirit of the Antichrist got into our country. And we allowed it into our executive and judicial and legislative branch. I don't know this for a fact, but this is always what I thought. Before television, people were elected to office based on people who knew people in their community. And that even with the presidential level and, and all of the various levels and the senators, people were elected by people who had some type of a knowledge of the people. Television came along, and if you look good and you talk good, people are going to vote for you. I believe that when the devil approached Eve, even though he was in the form of a serpent, he must have been very persuasive because Eve was not a dummy. He was very persuasive, and she listened to him, and she was sucked in by all of that. What if the spirit of the Antichrist is doing the same thing in America that he did in the Garden of Eden. What if he's coming in and saying, well, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes when I talk to some of 
the kids that are in school and they'll tell me some of the things that they heard. I thank God for this church. I thank God for Dan. I thank God for Chris over there teaching them the truth of the Word of God. But you know what? We don't have them 24 hours a day. Nobody has your child longer than your school system. And you need to figure out whether or not you've got a child that needs to be deprogrammed in some areas of their life and make sure you've got the Word of God flowing into them in those areas. Now, This is what the Supreme Court said in uh, 1931. This has never been overturned. It says, and this is this is the United States Supreme Court, and it's right here in original intent in 1931. We are a Christian people, according to one another, the equal right of religious freedom and acknowledging with reverence the duty of obedience to the will of God. Now, want to give you another. Another reference here to the Supreme Court. The Congress, uh, excuse me, it's, uh, let me turn to this, okay. This is the Supreme Court in 1847. No purpose of action against religion can be imputed to any legislative, state, or national office because this country is a country of religious people. This is a Christian nation. Now, this is the Supreme Court in 1847. Now, what has happened between 1847 and the present to change the direction and the will of God for this nation? Nothing other than the spirit of the Antichrist has come in and basically said to people, well, who do you think you are? We are God's chosen people. Turn to your neighbor and tell them God's chosen person. Jesus Christ came into your life. He rebirthed your spirit, man, and that we are on assignment from God in this nation to win the world to Jesus. How many of you believe that? But you know, there are a lot of people out there who say, well, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. I'm called to imitate Jesus everywhere that I go. Boy, don't you think you're something? No, I think he's something. I think he's something, and he lives in me. See, there are people that will challenge you. But what if we're right? What if we, the body of Christ, are right and that we should overtake this country and take it back from the way it's going? How many of you believe this nation is going the wrong direction? If every hand is not raised, then I applaud you, but I cannot imagine anybody thinking that the United States of America, being $18 trillion in debt, believing in partial birth abortion, this amazes me. And I'm just calling it for what it is. There is a House bill. Somebody help me out. Megan, are you in here? Was it 1873? Okay, we're not sure. We'll post it Sunday. But will you post it Sunday? The House has introduced a bill that after, is it 20 weeks? 20 weeks of pregnancy that the child feels pain. And that if you have any type of a partial birth abortion, what they're doing now, this sounds gruesome. They just, they just plunge a needle in the child's head. They'll do whatever they can to stop that heartbeat, kill that child. Now, this legislation has been introduced and cleared the House, and the White House has said they will oppose it because it infringes upon a person's right. I want to ask you this question. Does that line up with the spirit of the Antichrist, or does that line up with God? You know the answer. That lines up with the spirit of the Antichrist. 
God would never condone something like that. So we have misguided people in positions of authority that we need to take our authority to counteract their authority. Does this make sense what I'm saying? In other words, when the spirit of the Antichrist is moving, the Word of God says in James 4, 7, uh, uh, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. For many, many years, the church, I believe, has been focused on great things, love, peace, joy, grace, Oh, glory to God. I love every single one of them. I love preaching on every single one of them. But how many of you realize that sometimes it's great to look at the flowers and smell them, and sometimes you have to get down there and dig out the weeds? You have to get your hands dirty to have that whole patch looking really nice. And sometimes we just need to get down there and say, listen, we're going the wrong direction here. Something is wrong. Well, I don't want to upset anybody. Where did it ever say that we can't upset people that don't agree with us? If we, Why would we be the ones to be quiet? Why would we, as a leader for the Lord and somebody proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, why would we want to be quiet and be complacent and let people do whatever they want to do? Folks, I believe the day to stand up, speak up, and sometimes act up has arrived, and I believe it's arrived a long time ago. And I just believe the body of Christ hasn't arisen to what it needs to rise to, to proclaim what our original intent is. Now, in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, it's getting a little quiet in here. I'm not going to have you pick up arms and shoot anybody. Yeah. Uh, but it says, but it says, it says in John that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now let me see the hands of the people. How many of you truly believe that it was God's intent for this nation to be a Christian nation where people from all over the world could come? I believe that too. How many of you believe in this nation that it would not be the will of God to take a twenty-week? child out of the womb and kill that child and let them feel that pain. Now, how many of you believe that if somebody wants to bring legislation forward and say, you know what, we believe that that child, when that pain period comes, which they already know, you cannot abort a child. Number one, you shouldn't abort a child after a heartbeat anyway. Uh, never. But but anyway, when that pain period, how many believe that that would be wrong that to, to bring pain into that situation? So what we have to do then is to become active and know and have knowledge about what's going on and that we're going to have it in the bulletin. We support it. We share it with other people on the internet. You're on, many people are on the internet all the time. They have so many Facebook friends. You want to, you want to draw the wrath of the spirit of the Antichrist, start posting on Facebook what you think about things that really matter to God. Corey Kitt, when he was here, told me one day he was posting something. I think it was from a message that I had done. He said, gee, you can't believe the crazy people that are out there and the emails that I've been getting on what I posted. Well, you, you, you have to reach the point when you don't care what people think. All you care about is what God thinks. And if we're going to do what God says, then we're going to return to our original intent for this great nation. And, and, and here's what happens, and this is what I believe the, the devil did to Eve. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So everything lines up against the truth. Is this truth or is this not? Is this something that, the, that God would want or is this something that the Antichrist would want? Proverbs eighteen seventeen says this in the Amplified, and then I'm going to read it in the Living. He who states his case first seems right until his rival comes and cross-examines him. I believe that Eve was cross-examined by the devil. She had her instructions. I believe that 
Adam was cross-examined by the devil too through Eve. And that both of them had their instructions and they had the truth, but they were cross-examined. And in the case of it, it's like, eh, eh what's the big deal? What, what would one bite of whatever that fruit is? Pam stood up here one day and she said, what was one bite out of the apple? And I said, honey, I'm glad you said that. I never knew it was an apple. And she said, did I say apple? I said, yeah. I said, I think it was a fruit. But anyway, regardless. Now, any story, now this is the living, any story sounds true until someone tells the other side and sets the record straight. All of us are going to be in agreement, I think, tonight. I don't know all of you, but I would bet almost 100% of you are going to be in agreement with everything I say tonight. However, you're not going to live here. You're going to be out there. And sometime the situation is going to change when you're going to hear conversation you know you don't agree with. And the Holy Spirit is going to start to show you what to say. And you are going to have a choice to be an oracle for God or to choke it back and say, I'm not going to make a scene here. Let me see the hands of all the people you've ever already been in those situations. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, we don't talk about that stuff here. Why don't we talk about that stuff here? We, have you ever heard of the, what's that thing called the rule? No, it's not the rule of six. Somebody help me out. Everybody knows everybody on the face of the earth. Six degrees of separation. Give Bill a hand. I'll tell you what, if you ever want to know something to get on a game show, use this guy. Uh, <laughs> six degrees of separation. Everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that, that covers and blankets the entire world. What if the body of Christ were active, proactive all the time, not being mean, not being hateful, not being angry, just saying, oh, that's not right. That lines up with the spirit of the Antichrist. We shouldn't be going that way. We should be going this way. And somebody said, well, who, who put you in charge? Who died and put you in charge? Said, Jesus did, and he died for me, and I got the blood, I got the power, I got the authority, and I got the dominion. I'm not going to yell and scream at you, but I'm going to bind every word that you say because it's quite obvious to me that the spirit of the Antichrist Christ is leading, guiding, and directing you. Now, you might want to think about that before you say it to somebody, but if the Holy Spirit tells you to, do it. You don't have to be mad to command the devil. You don't have to be angry to command the devil. But the scripture that I quoted earlier to you, James 4, 7, if you're submitted to God, resist the devil, and what will the devil do? He'll back off. He'll back off from you. First Peter 5, 8 says the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy. We live in a country. And if you looked at, if this were the United States of America right now, uh, if, if you look at the middle part of our nation, what they call the flyover zone, a lot of godly people live in this nation. A lot of godly people in this arena right here. But for some reason, the infiltration of the Antichrist has come on East Coast. It's coming up from the South. And we have it moving in. It, they used to say that whatever fashion is in California will soon be in the Midwest. It comes from California in and New York in and people that try to influence our buying techniques and things like this. I believe the devil is the same way. Some people feel like California is a lost cause. I think California is one of the most beautiful states I've ever been to. I don't think it's a lost cause. I think it's part of God's country. And, 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 but there's a lot of stuff going on out there that spreads to other parts of the country because somebody says something, somebody rules this is the way it should be, and everybody accepts it. You never accept anything from the Antichrist. Tell your neighbor, never accept anything from the Antichrist. I don't care who the Antichrist is using. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, 
It says, when the devil came to Eve and said, did God really say, is God really, is America really a Christian nation? Oh, yes, it is. And I know the scriptures, and I know the things I'm going to stand on, and I'm going to show you in just a moment. Now, in Matthew chapter 21, now, this statement that I'm about to make to you is controversial, okay? Some people that I follow believe it applies to America. Some people do not believe it applies to America. Whatever. But it's Matthew, but but we know the truth. It is written. This is what Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 21, verse 43. Therefore, I say to you, and he's talking about, well, would you start out in verse 42? Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it was marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him into powder. Now, I heard somebody preach on this one time, and I don't know if this applies to America are not. But I do know this. It is a word that Jesus spoke and that that is the truth. And he said that the kingdom is going to be taken from you, talking about Israel, and given to a nation that will bear fruits of it. Now, we know that God's intent was to eventually restore Israel, but it would be given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Now, what nation on the face of the earth whether this applies to America or not, what nation on the face of the earth has borne more fruit than any other nation in the world? 239 years and the number one nation in the world driving the enterprises of the world and everything else and the bright, shining light to the entire world. No question about it. The United States of America. Are we there today? Very arguable. From the early 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s, were we the driving economic force? Were we one of the wealthiest and the the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth? Did we have the greatest military advantage on the face of the earth? All of the above, yes, yes, and yes. Were we the greatest nation on the face of the earth in, in, in promoting and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world? Yes, yes, and yes. Now, is this scripture talking about America? I don't know, but could it be? Sure. Are we the most prosperous nation on this earth, or have we been in the past? Definitely we have. Have the blessings of God flowed into this country? Yes, yes, and yes. Could we be? Don't know, but it could be that we are that nation. What if one nation had their foundation in the Old Covenant and their foundation in the New Covenant? What nation would that apply to on the face of this earth today? Only one, the United States of America. If you read original intent, you will find that most of our laws that came from the old covenant and the old covenant writings and, the, and, and that we the, just totally, the original intent is full of what they came from in Isaiah and, and the Supreme Court and the Ten Commandments and all of those types of things. 
So there's no question that one nation did have their foundation on the Old Covenant. One nation had their foundation on the New Covenant, and that is the United States of America. Now, many people believe, and I believe this, uh, but there's nothing scripturally that, that says it, that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States were given by God and that it came out of prayer of our early founders. Now, the Constitution, and not so much the Declaration of Independence, but the Constitution has been tried to be imitated by countries all around the world. We are a constitutional nation where people in our military, people in our executive, judicial, and legislative, they swear allegiance to the United States of America, and they promise to protect and to defend uh, the Constitution of the United States uh, against all aggressive both internal and external. We have and know of the external forces that are trying to come here. The spirit of the Antichrist we need to stand against because the spirit of the Antichrist has infiltrated the United States of America. Now, you may be here and you may say, well, I don't even know that much about the spirit of the Antichrist. But those of you that know about the spirit of the Antichrist, how many of you would agree that the spirit of the Antichrist has infiltrated this nation on every single level? Is he going to take over this nation? I don't believe so. I don't believe God's done with this nation yet. But I do believe that anyone who thinks the wrath of God will never come upon the United States because he loves the United States. I believe you thumb your nose at God long enough, you're going to attract the wrath of God. Have you ever had a parent who said, if you don't behave yourself, you're going to get it? You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I see that every once in a while with kids years ago. And I say, they, they, all they ever hear is they're going to get it. When are they going to get it? When are they going to really get it? Uh, I had a grandfather that if he said you're going to get it, that's it. He never said you're going to get it again. You're going to get it. I got it once from my grandfather. That's all I needed. Never needed it again. I said, I got, I got what get it is, and I don't want that again. Now, here's what Patrick Henry said. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, people of all faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship in the United States of America. Now, what would change that type of a road that we're on? The Congress of the United States, 1782. The Congress of the United States approves and recommends to the people of America the Holy Bible. Glory to God. I think we ought to give the Congress a hand. That's a weak hand, by the way. Now, I don't know about the Congress today. You know, a lot of people think, well, if we get the Republicans in, then we get the Democrats out, or we get more Democrats in, we get more Republicans out. I think they're both a bunch of scoundrels. I really do. Now, are there some good guys in the Democrats, and are there some good guys in the Republicans and good girls? Sure. Sure, there are. But I think if we think that a party is going to save this nation— we are going the wrong direction. It is not a party. They're having a party. Uh, it is not a party that's going to save this nation. It is, is praying and doing something about it. If prayer alone would change this nation, I believe this nation would be changed. I think there are a lot of prayer warriors in this nation. Don't stop praying. We need to pray more. No question about that. But it's not just prayer alone. You've got to speak up. You've got to stand up. You've got to sometimes act up. And you've got to let your voice be heard in this nation. Because if we don't, and we just say, well, I'm just going to pray and 
I'm not going to tell anybody. I don't want to upset the apple cart, and I don't want to make anybody mad at me, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. No, I think there's room for everything. There's room for more prayer. There's room for more speaking up. There's room for more doing things that need to be done. Supreme Court of the United States, 1844. This is the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The purest principles of morality are to be taught in the schools. Where are they to be found? Whoever searches for them must go to the source from which a Christian man derives his faith, the Bible. Supreme Court, 1892. The United States of America is a religious people. This is historically true, the discovery of this continent to the present hour. There was a single voice making this affirmation. These are not individual sayings, declarations of private persons. They are organic utterances. They speak the voice of the entire people of America. These and many other matters which might be noticed add a volume of unofficial declarations to the mass of organic utterances that this, the United States of America, is a Christian nation. So how did the spirit of the Antichrist start to get in to tell people that this is not a Christian nation. I was at a meeting uh, about two years ago, three years ago, an organization that was starting up here in, in town, and I thought I'd go talk to them. And a very prominent pastor stood up, and he said, well, you know, people are trying to make America a Christian nation. Uh, you, you can't make a nation Christian or what. It's just a piece of land. Uh, it's, just a, it's, it's just a matter of matter. It's not just really people. It's just a land. And when I heard him talk, I thought, that man does not know the Bible. Because the book says, the Word of God says, that the earth and the fullness therein belong to Almighty God. And that can a land be Christian? If you talk about Israel, what nation is Israel? It's a Jewish nation. What nation is America? It's a Christian nation. The Jewish nation has total freedom for people to worship over there of other faiths. Muslims, Arabs are very free to worship however they want over there in Israel. And in America, it's the same way. So what we have to understand is that somehow people are starting to listen to the same thing that Adam and Eve listened to. Did God really say, can't a woman have control over her body? I know I'm meddling now, but that's all right. Can a woman do whatever she wants with her body? I mean, can't anybody do anything they want? Who are you to tell me that the sanctity of marriage is between a man and a woman? I'm a child of God, led by the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God says this. Well, I don't have to live the Word of God. That's correct. You are free to live any way you want. But you cannot stop me from living the way I want. And I choose to follow after God. And in America, we declare marriage is between a man and a woman. If you want to do anything you want to do contrary to that, go for it. But we're not changing the precepts of this nation. And what I'm feeding into now is to pray for our Supreme Court, because this month they will rule, and it will have a tremendous effect on this nation as to whether or not 
the sanctity of marriage continues on in this nation between a man and a woman or whether they change it. And it looks right now, the people that are giving their opinions believe that they will do away with the sanctity of marriage as we know it, and it would be five to four. I am believing that it's going to be five to four the other way. I'm believing that somebody on that Supreme Court is going to have enough common sense and that the Holy Spirit is going to get through to them that they're not going to affect this entire nation by what they call swing votes for or against. But they just come to their common sense and realize that it would make more sense that people can do whatever they want, but we're not going to redefine marriage. Does that make sense to all of you? And let me ask you this question again. I'm not trying to get you to agree with me, but I'm just trying to ask, do you believe that it would be the leading of the Holy Spirit to redefine marriage? Or do you believe it would be the spirit of the Antichrist to redefine marriage? Well, I can answer for you what I think. I think that would be the spirit of the Antichrist. I think God would want to leave it just like it is, based on his book, based on the Bible, based on the original intent. But what if the devil is moving all about as that spiritual person, that spiritual antichrist, and he's whispering to people, well, shouldn't people have equal rights for everything that they want to do? Shouldn't? And then all of a sudden you start to entertain those thoughts. I hear that from a lot of our young people, and I think, oh, glory to God, let me have them. Let me work with them. Now, the Supreme Court in 1952, see, this is fairly recent, fairly recent, (laughs) 50-some years ago. Glory to God. Is that right? 50 years ago? Don't say anything, Bill. (laughs) We are a Christian people, according to one another, the equal rights of religious freedom and acknowledging with reverence the duty of obedience to the will of God. Who said that? The Supreme Court in 1952. Can you imagine those people sitting on the Supreme Court right now saying something like this? I mean... If some of those people on our Supreme Court don't have the spirit of the Antichrist operating in their life, they are giving a great imitation of it because they sure don't seem to have any scriptural knowledge. And we've got two or three, yeah, three of the Supreme Court justices are Jewish. I just cannot imagine uh, what they're doing. Okay, I want to sum it all up with Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And in Isaiah 1, 18, 19, it says, The willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. So what do we have to do? How do we sum this particular segment up right here? Number one, you've got to identify the problem. The problem is not people. The, power, the problem is the spirit of the Antichrist and powers and principalities that are at work in our nation and primarily centered on both coasts and in the beltway of Washington, D.C. Now, what do we do? The solution, James 4, 7, 1 Peter 5, 8. I've already talked about him. You uh, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee. 1 Peter 5, 8. Uh, the devil walks about as a roaring lion and resist him in the faith. How does the victory come? The victory is going to come when the body of Christ finally stands up, wakes up, and says, you know what? I have been asleep. I haven't told anybody what I think. I only tell my wife. I only tell my kids. I don't tell my next-door neighbor. I don't tell my school system. I don't tell my teacher. I don't tell my kids' teacher. I don't tell anybody what I think because it seems like it always draws me into some type of an argument or something like that. So I'll just be quiet, and I'll just love them. 
and that'll change. You know what? I've had enough of this love stuff. Uh, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't mean the love of God, of loving people unconditionally, but I'm talking about backing down from a good fight of faith. Never back down from a good fight of faith. Let's all stand. And now you don't have to go out on the street corner and get you a big cardboard box, jump up on top of it. Number one, if it's cardboard, it's going to collapse. But, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. But we need to be able to say, you know, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't agree with that. Now, it's not you being in charge and going out there and, and saying whatever you feel like saying, but it's you being led by the Holy Spirit. Let me see the hands of all the people. You, I said it earlier, but you know what I'm talking about. You're involved in a situation where you just feel like you need to express yourself, but you know if you do, and then you start to entertain those thoughts that, you know, all hell might break loose or those people may not care about you any longer. How many of you know what I'm talking about when you try to choke that thing down? I believe that that is something that we all need to work on, and we need to say, God, here am I. Use me any way you want. And I believe that there's a spirit of righteous indignation that will rise up. You're not upset with the person. You're upset with the spirit of the Antichrist that has infiltrated that person and pulled them away from the things of God. A mainline denominational church in America is attempting to divest themselves from any investment that they have in Israel, and they have significant investment. And they want to do it to join what is sweeping the, the world, actually, and it's called uh, Boycott, Divest, and Sanction Israel for being an apartheid state. It is the spirit of the Antichrist driving people around the world to come against the apple of God's eye, Israel. And I believe that the final straw that could really settle it for God is if this country ever turns us back on Israel. We have a president who has not been warm to the nation of Israel. He doesn't like their prime minister, that's for sure, but he's already said that. He's already said on a closed mic, or actually on an open mic, what he thought of the prime minister of Israel. It isn't people that our fight is against. It's powers and principalities of darkness. And if the body of Christ in America ever truly wakes up and gets informed and starts to be led by the Holy Spirit, I believe we'll sweep this entire nation. I really believe that. But we can't just be all kumbaya in the four walls here and, you know, we're going to be okay and let them do whatever they want to do. No, that's happened for way too long. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person that's here tonight. Lord, I thank you that there is a part for us to play. There is a will that you have for each and every one of us. And just as Jesus went forth and and, and did and was led by your spirit, he only did what he saw you do and what you told him to do. Lord, there were so many things that he suffered at, at the hands of people who were deceived, but he never shied away from doing what you showed him to do. The Apostle Paul the same way. Lord, I pray that we would be a a bold church, full of love, full of compassion, but full of truth and proclaiming the truth of the will of God and that we would speak the original intent for this great nation and the original intent for our lives to be a servant for you. We are your workmanship created for good works. Lead us and guide us in the precious name of Jesus. Let's all make this confession if you believe it. Lord, forgive me 
for times when I didn't express what you would want me to express. I want to be a yielded vessel for you. However you want to use me, I yield to your will. I'll speak up. I'll act up. I'm going to wake up. If you tell me to do something, I will do it. In Jesus' name. Go and be blessed and believe that this country is the greatest nation on the face of the earth.